What's up, everybody? This is Thomas Bahamas, and you are here for episode number 28 of Solana Weekly. So I'm here to drop some alpha on what's been going on here and uh, try to figure out where we're going, right? So we've got a lot going on. Not too much positivity on the timeline today. Um, I think the theme of this week is, holy shit, the SEC is coming for us. Uh, yeah, pretty much a full force attack. What we're seeing, you know, we uh, started the week out with them bringing up charges against Binance. And then just yesterday, it looks like they filed charges against Coinbase. So it's time to be careful with your coins. Um, yeah, and we'll, we'll plan on digging in more into this and kind of see how we're feeling overall with it. And uh, hope you guys are all staying safe out there. Get your coins off Binance. Um, but yeah, let's let's get right into it and let's uh, let's check into Solana and check out this crazy volatility we're seeing. So I had actually started this a little bit earlier and uh, had to pause it because the price <laughs> dumped like crazy. So we were at about 2023 when I was kind of putting together um, the breakdown for today and down 2% from $20.68 last week. But um, since I had those numbers down, we actually dumped almost two full dollars down to about 1850. Um, so, um, so I, I hit pause, uh, and I actually hit that long button. So, um, looks like we're hitting a little bit of a recovery back to 19 right now. Um, I am assuming what happened was some sort of big market dump, um, of a ton of Solana. There's been, you know, quite a few different entities that seem like they're okay with dumping a lot of Solana. Um, so we just continue to see that, um, and especially with, you know, all of this enforcement action going, I'm sure that people aren't comfortable holding. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people, this is going to be kind of like the, the red flag for whether it's going to be in the portfolio or not. And especially when it's in the tens of millions of dollars, but we're not sure. I haven't seen the, uh, the wallets exactly. So that's all kind of speculation at this point. Um, but, you know, we are kind of getting hit with FUD from all the angles, right? So SEC called Solana security. And now this morning we had uh, our favorite, Jim Cramer, calling it a counterfeit coin. Um, yeah, I mean, days like today, you know, you do kind of have to look at the long-term picture. We're pretty close to a bottom. Uh, we're still bullish on the long-term. You know, I had a pretty good... Um, I had, I had some good thoughts about this one um, where, you know, compared to where we were when Solana was at its top at like $260, you know, the Solana network is actually, you know, 10 times more valuable now than it was when the price was that high. And yet the price of Solana is only 10% of where it was at its height. So, um, you know, kind of some disparity in the market there. Um, but I mean, it, it kind of makes sense with everything that's gone on, right? I mean, crypto in, a, in general in 2022 was just destroyed, um, tons of fraud, tons of bad actors and, you know, Solana kind of caught the brunt of it. Um, you know, I think the recovery on the technical side and on the community side is there. 
Um, but I just don't think that that has kind of spilled over to the actual price. Um, so that's why, you know, that's, that's my case for the long term. Um, you know, even when it dipped, you know, a couple dollars there and there was, you know, probably some sort of big market sell, um, you know, we are still seeing that recovery, right? So there still is, you know, demand. Um, and, you know, as we all know, there's, there's a good community behind everything. So, so yeah, um, moving over to Solana ETH, uh, we're looking at down a total of 6%. So um, I was listening to Weekly Open this week and Don Alt, you know, he's been crushing it with his analysis, you know, great macro views and he's been crushing the market. So I think he's uh, worth listening to. And um, he gave a breakdown and said, basically, all you need is ETH or you need to compare your coin versus ETH. Um, it's the only coin that's actually showing strength in the market and that actually looks good versus Bitcoin. Um, and I mean, if you take a look at the chart, it's, it's held up extremely well. And, you know, you can see from that that Seoul hasn't quite been able to hold on as well and is down in this last week, um, you know. I think on the way up, we will outperform, but we're not there yet. So, so yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as far as Seoul, Seoul BTC also down 5%. Um, I mean, I'd say just overall the market's tanked. Um, you know, when the action against Coinbase came out yesterday, the market tanked overall probably 10%. Um, and recovered almost instantly. So within a couple hours, um, it looked like it had basically recovered. I'm hoping that's what just happened right now, but you know, we'll see when we're done with this. Um, yeah, it's like the, the new cycle, you know, new cycles in crypto are always really quick already, but you know, this one lasted super quick, a little more quick than usual. And uh, rather than, you know, let these lawsuits and the SEC you know, kind of control the narrative, what we actually saw was Coinbase go on the offense, right? So they started tweeting their side of the story out, um, had kind of a well thought out video that just made uh, their points super easy on how they've tried to get regulated and how they have been unable to. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, this isn't going to be something that's going to go away anytime soon. Um, so I imagine that it's going to be a fight for a while, but you know, the good news is that uh, Coinbase looks like they're willing to fight and hopefully we get some clarity out of it. Um, yeah, and, you know, I'm not sure, you know, if it was actually Coinbase fighting that got us out of that dip or whether, you know, people saw a dip and were kind of sitting on the sidelines waiting for something. Um, but I am glad that we recovered and that the uh, volatility is back. Um, you know, kind of does kind of feel like it's just hanging on and you know some people are doing some degen stuff but we'll see um but yeah to kind of get into some other news for the day uh it seems like the entire twitter ecosystem including me got shadow banned today um and i, I guess it's actually not just solana it's the whole crypto twitter um is shadow banned so um you know, if you go to the search, you can't actually search and see your own name anymore. Uh, so I, I put out a tweet that it's important to have um, have lists on your Twitter because, you know, in the event that, you know, someone you follow is shadow banned, 
And, you know, the, the reasons for a lot of these aren't clear, even with Elon taking over. Um, you know, the, the signal to no versus noise ratio is insane on Twitter in general. So um, my kind of my idea behind that tweet um, saying how important lists are is, I mean, if there's high quality people on Twitter, you want to be able to just look at that sometimes. Um, and that's what your lists should be. So I have a couple different ones that I focus on. Um, and that's where I spend most of my time on Twitter. I don't look at too much. Um, that's kind of where the signal is for me. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's any way to avoid it if we're tweeting about uh, crypto all the time, like we end up doing. Um, in other news, the Turtles were doing uh, some sort of new launch I knew nothing about, and the whole contract was compromised. So the Turtles were on the loose. Um, people were getting drained. Um, I, I think that actually Turtles that were in people's wallets were actually taken out of the wallet and sold. So I don't know the full story. I don't know that much about the Turtles other than it's some sort of casino play, and a lot of people don't like them. So... That's, that's what I know, but I mean, you do have to be careful out there. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good example of definitely don't go minting everything. Um, as far as other NFTs, uh, we do have the zero monkey businesses, ZMBs, uh, crazy looking monkeys. Um, they're continuing to moon. So they're about 30 soul now. So they went from one soul to 30 within just a couple of weeks here. Um, you know, the artist that did the Bitcoin ordinal project, uh, that project is mooning. So he, that one's over four Bitcoin. So, I mean, it's almost a hundred thousand dollars for one of those on Bitcoin. So, I mean, 30 souls seems like a steal. I'm holding my ZMB and uh, I'm expecting it to rise to a four Bitcoin floor price as well. So look forward to selling that for a couple hundred thousand. Um, and also, uh, I, there was just news that the burn token, uh, bonk earn, um, that came out on that new token 22 standard, um, they were just integrated into Jupiter and they got a plus 90% wick from that. Um, so the other exchange flux beam was bad and nobody wanted to use it. Nobody knew how to use it. So, um, so yeah, now that everyone has access to it, we are seeing what we expected is uh, some pump. So keep an eye on that. Um, I still hold all of mine. I just kind of wrote it off at this point, but uh, glad to hear it is not going to zero. Um, yeah, now to move over to kind of the core of this episode, uh, we, we got to talk about regulation, right? So, you know, we kind of knew it was coming. Right. These are regulators. You know, money is extremely political. And, you know, did we think that the people that sit around and politic all day are just going to allow us to make money out of math? You know, probably not. So what we're seeing is the SEC, you know, Gary Gensler's coming out swinging. And they started out their week on Monday with a lawsuit with Binance. Um and yesterday, they even went as far as seeking a temporary restraining order to freeze all of the Binance U.S. assets. So it's kind of insane they're going this far. Um, and with, with this enforcement action, we're, of course, seeing 
you know, a run on the bank on their exchange, right? So we saw this with like Silicon Valley Bank and with a couple other banks in the US and they went under because of it. But the way that crypto exchanges work is you hold all the assets. So they have a ball. They can withdraw every single Bitcoin, every single Solana off that exchange and they're still solvent. So um, yeah, I, I, I'd say they're doing just fine, but I don't think so. I mean, some of these accusations are pretty serious, you know, combing, commingling funds and accusing CZ of doing a ton of crazy stuff. He's obviously on the offense on Twitter as well, but um, yeah, I mean, it's not a good look. Um, you know, Binance is, Binance.com is massive, right? They're the biggest exchange in the world. Um, their US counterpart, not really that big, but um, you know, they're, they're showing, you know, some pretty, pretty serious signs of them not having a clean house. Um, so I, I'm sure we'll figure out more about it. But um, the core of kind of what they were going after them for is uh, accusing them of running an unregistered exchange. And this is actually what they ran, what they accused Binance and, and uh, Coinbase of, but an unregistered exchange, an unregistered broker dealer, and uh, for settlement of those assets. So that's kind of the three main things that they're going after them for. Um, yeah, and I mean, they, and of course, um, they laid out exactly what they were calling securities. So unregistered securities um, were kind of what they were exchanging in those. And that included Solana, which we're not all happy about. Um, Cardano, Polygon, Filecoin, Axie, um, Flow, ICP, Near. You know, they, they really laid out a bunch of different coins. Um, and it was kind of like all the proof of stake tokens that they offer pretty much is what it seems like. Um, other than notably, they did, they actually left ETH off that list. So maybe that's going to be indicative of how they're viewing ETH, but um but yeah you know and my my favorite part of this whole story is that uh in 2018 they have some internal um internal messages internal dialogue where like their head like com head of compliance said you know it quote well, we are running a fucking unlicensed securities exchange in the usa bro um yeah. yeah. And, you know, upon further reflection of this, it was actually taken out of context and he was actually making a joke and pretending to give the opinion of the SEC. So um, sounds worse in the way that they're using it. And it's actually interesting to see the way that the SEC is approaching this, right? Because they aren't just enforcing this in the courts, right? This was something they made public, right? They're making their case in public with the court of public opinion at this point. Um, and it's, uh, it's interesting, right? So it, is this kind of the last ditch effort to get people to on their side while FTX and all the other class of 2022 scams are kind of fresh on everyone's minds? Maybe, you know, maybe that's what it is, or maybe they just saw an opening or maybe that's, that's, that's kind of how the crypto companies had been fighting back from this was, you know, go, was going into public and 
presenting their case to everybody. So it almost seems like SEC is kind of fighting that fire with more fire. So um, interesting to see. Um, you know, you hear all the lawyers now kind of breaking down exactly what's going on, but it, it's not good either way. Um, and especially, I mean, you know, yesterday they released that they're going after Coinbase, so same type of charges. Um, and also, you know, making sure to bring up their staking program, also call Solana Security as well as others. Um, and kind of the overall take of this is we kind of knew this was coming, right? And, you know, Coinbase had pretty, like, they said, like, we've got the, we've got the bankroll to fight this. We want clarity. Um, and if not, we're going to go offshore. And I think they've already even opened their offshore exchange at this point. So um, they're laying their cards out on the table and the SEC's going to litigate it. So looks like they are, I mean, they're on a path to, to meet. So we'll see where it goes. Um, and, you know, there, there could be a good outcome of this where uh, we get regulative clarity based on this. Um, you know, I don't know. Part of me thinks maybe they freed up some resources from this this massive Ripple case, the XRP case, and maybe they're they're willing to take that because that maybe that case is going to be ending. You'll see, X, the XRP chart's been going crazy. So, you know, maybe maybe they'll win. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard when we're playing with this level of uh, of regulation, right? Because we we don't really know exactly what's going to be going on. Um, but you know, it, it does seem like there were some, you know, potentially serious problems with how Binance was running. Um, I think they actually have the last two Binance U.S. CEOs uh, on the SEC's team, and and this isn't this was a coordinated effort, right? So it wasn't just they put this together and released it. This was months and months of work. I think they even got, uh, you know, about I think it's ten different states to sign on. Um, and enforce these regulations against them. So, yeah. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, but you know, overall, you know, I'm glad that the coins did come back, and you know, it, it seemed like we were on a pretty upwards trajectory until we dumped a little bit here today. Um, but it almost seems like an all-out war on crypto, right? So Coinbase has been the most compliant company in crypto for years, you know, they're public, they IPO'd, the SEC approved their IPO. So they're on, you know, a weird ground where they have, you know, approval, but not approval. Uh, so it's interesting. Um, and, you know, when you think about it, it's, you know, they've taken the route of the, the route that they took, they didn't make the most money that they could have, right? They oftentimes didn't list a bunch of, I think they said they list 10% of the assets that, um, that come to their platform to get listed um, based on, you know, how they evaluate them. And if they listed 100% of them, they'd make way more money. Um, so, you know, it's based on that, you know, it's, it's, if they go down, you know, there's not really that much hope for crypto in the U.S., right? So there's not really that many other companies waiting in line. Um, so... Yeah, so it's, it's, it's good to know that they're standing up and taking the fight back to them. Um, and it does at least appear that they have a good case. 
and hopefully we'll get that regulatory clarity. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to comply with rules that aren't clear and Coinbase has been kind of towing that line ever since they started. You know, I've got a, got a soft spot for Coinbase because it was one of the only options back in like 2016 when I was just learning about crypto and, you know, I remember seeing that email when I first bought some. So, um, you know, I, I do hope they come out on top. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Brian Armstrong. He seems like a great leader and we need America to allow innovation and business and just to shut down a massive growth opportunity, like the whole crypto sector, uh, seems like a losing bet, right? The U.S. is kind of the leader in tech and one of the leaders in finance. So um, I think the rest of the world is kind of looking to them for guidance on how to how to actually do this. So I'm um, hoping they get it right. But I mean, you know, to be honest, we are actually seeing the tide shift in public. Um, so, you know, we do have two presidential candidates that are actively stating they're pro crypto. Um, anti-central bank digital currency. Um, the current administration kind of stands for so many things that are just, you know, against progress and against what we need that it's just, there's no way they're going to sustain. Um, yeah, I, and I don't think this is the end of the FUD, right? It seems like it's always over at the bottom and let's just hope, you know, this is the bottom. Um, but, you know, we'll see where we're at. Um, I still think the political climate will end up being pretty bullish leading into the election year. Um, I think that the current administration kind of has to print some more money to make the economy look better to try to win the next election. Um, and I, so I, I think there's some sort of stat where, you know, the incumbent president has never won um, the re-election while the economy has been in a recession. Um, so there's not really, <laughs> he has no real option other than to do that. And I think Biden is seeking reelection. So uh, I think that they're gonna have to print. And I think that that is gonna be the kindling to the fire for the opposition, right? I think, you know, we'll see RFK Jr. fight that, we'll see Trump fight that, we'll, we'll see everyone fight that. So, um, so yeah, you know, we got to hold tight, you know, there's only six months left in this year, but I, I think that it's going to be an interesting rest of the year. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, we got to keep our eyes on the prize, keep on the long term, build your stack, uh, get your coins off the exchanges and custody them. And, you know, some of the bullish side to this is that, you know, we are actually seeing solutions popping up that do just that. Right. So I had a call with Otter Finance and they solve for this, right? So they are a self-custodied wallet at the core, but they have so much more packed into it. So it's like the coolest version of Venmo. Um, and it's like, it's built on Solana, right? So it's like a Solana Venmo. Um, they offer, you know, a couple of things they offer is like an on and off ramp to your bank account, um, which is kind of nice just within the wallet. And then staking, you can buy different tokens, send money person to person. Um, you can send like a gift, uh, kind of like Tiplink has, and you can also have money direct deposited to your uh, to your Otter account from work. Um, I thought that was kind of a weird one. Um, it's like, why would anybody do that? But the benefit here is it actually shows up quicker in your Otter account than it would your bank account. 
and you don't have a crypto buying history in your main bank account. So, you know, some of the issues that we've been seeing is you see bank accounts that have large crypto transactions actually being shut down. Um, I think it happened to Keyboard Monkey and it was a Chase account. Um, so, you know, we have to be kind of careful with um, our exposure. Uh, yeah. So other than that, we, we do have some good news. So the Y Axis podcast is live. So the man, the myth, Tristan is back uh, from a podcast hiatus and he interviewed Armani for a banger of a comeback. Um, I forgot how good he was at this. So he was actually the FTX podcast um, and he interviewed a bunch of legends and he was fantastic. So it's good to see him back doing this. Um, obviously Armani got us all pumped up. So um, so I'm excited about that. And they released it on Twitter as a video. So that seems to be the new platform for podcasts. And, you know, what we saw, was that yesterday? Yeah. Yesterday was Tucker Carlson actually released his first episode of Tucker on Twitter. And I think it got over 30 million views within the first couple hours. Um, so that's going to be something that I'm expecting to see a lot more of, um, and it's nice to kind of have it all in one place. Hopefully Twitter can hold it and can stop messing around. And then lastly, I'm going to finish with crypto concept I just heard and haven't heard in a while. So triple entry accounting. Um, boring, right? Uh, you know, no one really wants to go into accounting. But this is something that cryptocurrencies have that's unique, right? So it's not in fiat. Um and basically what it is, is, you know, you make a transaction um, and, you know, there's, there's three parts to that, right? So I send money to you and, you know, obviously debits my account, credits your account. Um, but the third part of that transaction is the actual history on the blockchain. So that would be the triple entry. And then you can obviously view that in any sort of block explorer. Um, so a block explorer that we all use, like SoulScan, Solana FM, um, and Etherscan too, um, they're actually kind of a crucial piece of infrastructure. So these show, you know, the competitive advantage of a crypto transaction versus a fiat transaction. So, you know, we don't even think about that. I, I don't, I haven't thought about this in a long time, but um, if, you, if you don't believe me, you can look on Venmo and you can see some of your friends publish their transactions in the feed, right? You'll see a couple of them. Um, and, you know, you put in an icon and it's kind of cool to learn. But, I mean, if you have their wallet address, you can see every single transaction that they'd ever made back to when that account was created. So, you know, it's a type of transparency that's unseen. And this is what actually protects us, right? So... This is more protection than any of the government agencies have, you know, nowhere near this. Um, you know, the Block Explorer can, you know, show exactly who you're dealing with, show how, what they've done before, um, you know, where money has come from, where money has gone, whether they have the money. Um, and I mean, all we need to do is use that, right? You know, we just need to get everyone that's, flipping JPEGs to understand that's just an entry, you know, to where we are going with Web3. Um, 
So I, I thought it, I thought I'd finish with that. You know, I, I think there's, you know, we kind of focus on the narrow parts of what we're doing, but you know, the big scheme of things, you know, there's so much more that we can do and so many advantages to crypto. So, so yeah, that's it for this week. Um, thank you for joining and I uh, hope to see you and some friends next week. All right.